Welcome to the Big Presentations Podcast, where we offer encouragement and guidance to those who make big presentations in small rooms. We believe that properly focused practice and preparation result in effective communications. I'm your host, Paul Gibson. Let's get started. And welcome back to the Big Presentations Podcast. Today, we're focusing on presentation filters. Be ready for some practical help that will help you make your presentation even better. It's coming your way. But first, let's review what we talked about last week. That's when we talked about slides, like presentation slides. Do we need them? If so, then what needs to be on them? Words? Images? Both? And how should the type of presentation influence the content that's on those slides? And what in the world's the Cheshire Cat doing trying to offer us advice on this? Man, you just never know what's going to happen in a big presentations podcast. But it will be interesting and helpful, so you should check it out. You know, Mike, I I realized there was something that we did not talk about in last week's episode that we should have. What's that? Is your slide electric? Oh, (laughs) yes. I mean, or at least a Cupid (laughs) shuffle. Either way, this is what happens when you do a podcast with a guy who does way too many wedding (laughs) DJ events. We will not be discussing the electric slide this week or probably any other week except for this. So there you go. But we'll be right back and talk about filtering. Stick with us. Could your organization benefit from a big presentations training? I bet it could. If you have internal meetings that include updates and proposals, this is for you. If you do sales presentations in small rooms, We can help with that, too. Go to mrgpresentations.com to book your training today. That's mrgpresentations.com. Today, we're learning to filter our content, and there are three levels of filtering that we will discuss. That's right. We're going to learn that presentation filters make the difference between a disaster and a success. They're just that important. So when you receive an opportunity, remember these things. Remember, you need to know your audience, you need to know what you're shooting for, your goal, and you need to use filters. And not all information should get through. Not every idea should pass. And to help us understand the filtering process, we will address pre-filtered content and then the two levels of filtering that follow, and we'll make that content oh so much better. So let's jump into this. Okay, all right. When you're compiling content, you're in that pre-filter stage. There's so much, so many things you could say, so much you could show the audience. I mean, you could share data, you could tell jokes, you could use graphs and charts, you could tell stories, you could share illustrations, display images, you could give this inspiring call to action. So much. Yeah. So just imagine, imagine the potential content as if it were this massive lake Hmm. and your content is the water. There's just so much. That is a lot of water. But if you've yeah. been to any of the lakes I've been to, you don't want to drink that water. <laughs> it's not good. It's, it's Well, it's too much water, and it contains impurities. Lake water needs a filter, and <laughs> people need filters, too. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you don't have to look very far to see this reality. I mean, most families have at least one person who has no filter. Mm-hmm. And these are the ones who keep the gatherings interesting or mm-hmm. stressful. You know, mm-hmm. it just 
depends on the topic. Mm-hmm. I am biting my <laughs> tongue and using my own personal filter so hard right now. Because Good use of a filter. I'm so proud right. of you. That's right. Because when this happens, the other members of your family, well, they feel like they're forced to drink lake water. Oh, and it don't taste good. It's uh, too much. Usually has those impurities. Maybe things swimming in it. You know, nasty stuff. Things that really should have just been filtered out to begin with. Uh, and we do not want our audiences to feel this way. So we need to filter that content. So the first step of compiling your content is really important, but it's only the first step. You have a great source. Now it's time to make it safe and palatable. That means make it taste good. There's probably people who just came to mind as soon as we started talking about the people with no filters. There's just one kid. I've seen him kind of grow up, and, and he just struggled with having filters and he could walk through a crowded room and leave a wake of relational destruction behind him (laughs) just grinning the whole way having no idea that what he said just sparked a controversy or made two people mad at each other he's just strolling through the room creating chaos yeah (laughs) i know some people like that unfortunately at one point in my life i was in most definitely that person I, i remember being with dad i was probably four in a checkout lane, and, and there was, I'm sure, a very, very nice lady in front of us. She was maybe not the ideal weight. I'll put it that way. Maybe that's not even the nice way to say it, but I'm, I'm struggling here. I'm trying to use my own filters. But as a four-year-old, I had no filter. So I pointed out to dad exactly what I thought about her size, and it was not a good thing. It was just an embarrassing thing for everybody. And I'm sure I made her feel horrible. So if somehow you're listening, thinking, man, that might have been me. I apologize. (laughs) I was stupid and young and, and, and just had no idea how big of a dumb butt I was. So with that being said, sometimes your kids can have a lack of filter because they just don't know any better. But that's okay because dad has gotten revenge on me five times over by not filtering content in public with me now that I'm an adult. So it works out okay. Uh, filters are so important. Yes, they are. And as you as you begin applying filters, you need to keep in mind your audience and the goal and, and the moment that you're in. So let's think about the audience and the moment. And we're going to be honoring our mantra, the big presentation mantra, which says, know your audience, know your message, and then make the connection. Knowing your audience is going to help you filter that content so you can make a better connection. So as you consider your audience, you'll see that some content, well, it's just not relevant to that audience. You might notice that some content is too elementary while other content's too advanced. Or you may realize that you're going to have to use wisdom as you present to both novices and experts within the same group. Absolutely. So you got to remember that each presentation will be delivered at a specific moment, just a glimmer in time. That may be different than all the other moments. So that moment has context. So what else is going on right then? Has tragedy recently occurred? Is there local tension over something that's just happened? Is there a national tension regarding certain topics? When you acknowledge the moment, you might discover that you got a need to filter the content that would be either ineffective or maybe even offensive at that time. Another thing to consider is redundancies. So while reviewing the compiled content, you may discover that many items are just saying the same thing. Is that what you want? 
or should you filter out that repetition? So what you're saying is some things say the same thing over again, and that's redundant. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying some things say the same thing over again, and that's just redundant. Okay. Just so long as we're clear that that being redundant is saying the same thing over again, and maybe you shouldn't do that. Right. Yeah, oh. being redundant, that's saying the same thing over again. We really shouldn't be doing that. Okay. Got it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So the first level is just the filtering that allows that water, that nasty lake water, to be safe to drink. Let's share some stories about this one. Anything come to mind about having to filter for your audience, wanting to make sure that you're able to meet the audience's need and maybe acknowledge the moment that you're in? Absolutely. On a very broad scale, just what I do is, you know, I, I work at a radio station and it has a specific audience. So I talk about things and reference things differently for that audience than I would if I was just talking to you. So that's just a very broad thing. And that's something that's very basic that you probably kind of have a pretty good set of common sense about. Like you wouldn't say the same thing yeah. to group A that you would to group B because group A may be some men who are in their 70s and most of them are white as opposed to maybe a younger audience that is of mixed race variety that you know would be just a different group of people, especially if they're in a different right. region. But the most specific thing that came to mind was at one point I was doing a, a safety presentation specifically related to like automobile safety. And the person who was my contact person pulled me aside about 20 minutes before the presentation started. Thank goodness. He gave me a little bit of time, <laughs> but he's like, Hey, oh, Hey, just, just, so, just so you know, um, one of the people from here uh, just died in a bad automobile accident and everybody's still kind of shaken over the whole thing. I kind of got the notes about what your presentation is going to be about. It's very good, but it might be a little too intense based on what's in there. Can you tone down the part that that's, that's really intense because I think that might just trigger some people right now. If you come back next year to do the same presentation, probably fine. But right now, can you tone down that part? And I was like, okay, Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so, and I did, and it was fine. Fly. I I remember there were times when I was called to to teach a, a class. It would be a topic where there would be some people in the room who went to college and had a degree and additional certifications in that specific topic, mm -hmm. and have been doing it for twenty years. Experts in that field. Yeah. I would have other people in the class who weren't even sure what this class was about. Oh boy. <laughs> and so you're trying to create this environment where everybody can learn something <laughs> and the people who are experts are able to, to play a, a role in the class that makes it worthwhile for them to, to be there. Oh. It was such a, a broad range. That was so, so challenging to filter content and really in that case to make wise decisions about the approach to set a tone yeah that lets everyone know that they need to have appropriate filters yeah that's like, true so if you've been doing this for 20 years you're going to speak a language that other people in the room don't even know what you're talking about Right. So let's make sure that we're bringing everybody along because your knowledge is so valuable. You could really jumpstart these people who are just beginning. And that kind of, oh, yeah, I need to have that filter in place. I'm not in a room full of experts. Right. So I shouldn't be making fun of the people who don't know anything because they're <laughs> in the room with me. <laughs> 
Today, we've been talking about presentation filters. To learn more about presentation development, including how to use filters, check out the book, Big Presentations in Small Rooms. It's a great resource. Get your copy today at Amazon. You can choose digital, print, or audiobook. You can find a link in the show notes. So you got to filter for your audience, but that's not the only consideration. You also have to think about time. You have to keep an eye on the clock and know how long your presentation is supposed to last, like right. how much time you've been allowed. Absolutely. Now, if you don't know this information, please find out. Push for clarity. If somebody's like, oh, I'm not sure. Just say, no, 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 no. <laughs> Pretty please. Give me something. Pretty please, because I need to know when to stop. So discover those numbers. Is it five minutes? Is it seven? Is it 10? Is it 20? You got to know these things. But if they don't share that information or you can't find the person to answer that question, then seek to discover how many items are going to be on the agenda that you're part of. And then do the math. At least give yourself an educated guess. And once you know the limits, then you can filter accordingly. And your product will be, as you might assume, better for it. Once your audience experiences your well-filtered content, they're going to want more. And this means more opportunities for you. And that's a good thing. So I, I got a story. And okay. it, it starts with a quote. Here, here's the quote. Here's the deep thought. Ugh, this is just not filtered. That was the first thought I had recently when I sipped some water at a local coffee shop. Okay. Then I realized what a snob I had become, you know, because I grew up in Pasadena, Texas. Not known for and good water. And then spent a lot of time in South Houston, yeah. you know, and I didn't complain about the taste of water. It was just water. I thought it was supposed to be a weird color. and But, you know, I really did enjoy drink in the water unless i was really thirsty right yeah. but now i do enjoy it i enjoy drinking water and once i experience filtered water it's like oh man water can taste good <laughs> and then i started noticing when it just you know wasn't filtered yeah now i know this isn't totally true because the water that i was drinking as a kid was somewhat filtered. I mean, it didn't come straight out of the lake to my mouth, but it wasn't filtered near as much as it could have been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I do remember this because I remember when I think it was, either, it was either somebody that mom and dad knew or we had a door-to-door -door salesman come and sell us like a big water filtration system. And I say it's big now because most of the ones that people have now, if it's, if it's not the, the kind that's built into a pitcher, it's like this right. little thing about this, you know, double the size of an egg that you screw onto your faucet. Well, our faucet thing was a set of hoses that ran to this oh, thing that was like yeah. the size of a, like a two liter bottle of soda. And that's what it ran through. And I still remember to this day him doing the initial demonstration be like, okay, so this is your unfiltered water. This is the filtered water. It's like, well, you can notice a little bit. He goes, okay, so this is a totally clean filter. And he popped it open. He goes, that's all the stuff that was in your water. And we're like, Oh, that's Ooh. disgusting. <laughs> like, so do you want to buy it? Yes. Yes, yes. I do. <laughs> so I remember that. But, but this isn't just true for water and getting it clean. It's, it's true right, for right. your presentations as well. And okay. when you filter for time, you're filtering previously filtered content. You're making it better. And although it can be frustrating and challenging, the audience experience will be much better due to that extra work that you put into the product. And remember, as always, time is money. Time is valuable. So when you take too long, audience members feel 
robbed. Which is funny because when you end early, they receive it as a gift. You've given them less and they're happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Remember, we've got these three layers of content. Layer one is just everything that you could say. It's the pre-filter content. You don't want to present this stuff. It's, It's too much. And a lot of it could just get you in trouble. Amen. Layer two is filtered for the audience. This is where you go from what you could say to what you should say. You know, given the makeup of who is sitting in the chairs in front of you. Layer three is filtered for time, you know, for the clock. Now, it's possible that you just don't have time to say all that you feel like you should say. So you're going to have to prioritize in order to honor the time that you were allowed. So when you use and apply the filters, your message will be as clear as a glass of filtered water. And when your audience drinks that filtered water or your presentation, yeah, you get, you're going with me on this. They'll have a refreshing experience because your message will be focused not too long and helpful. Uh, yeah. Now this, just like so many other things we talk about on the, on the podcast is a skill that becomes easier with time. So keep after it, keep trying and have the self discipline to put your content through all the filters, become an expert at filtering. You do that and you'll be delivering big presentations in small rooms. Have you been able to use some of the things that we talked about on the show? Let us know about it. Give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what information you found the most useful and made your presentation better.